The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, off and running on a Saturday morning. Good morning. Welcome in. This is the Dave Rothenberg Show. I am not Dave Rothenberg. No, Gordon Damer in for Dave on this Saturday morning. And oh my goodness, how are we going to squeeze it all into three hours? We probably won't. I'll just, I'll spoil it right off the top. We'll do our best, but there's just so much to get into over the course of these next three hours as I take you up until noon. The number, of course, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Gordon Damer. You can find me on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio and the ESPN New York app until noon. And, man, we got lots to do, so let's dive right in. Of course, we got all the football to get to. Jets and Bengals on Sunday, Giants and Cowboys on Monday night. Could the Giants start the season 3-0? and Could the Jets start the season 2-1? and So many questions about both teams so far, plus everything with the baseball. You heard it there at the top of the hour. Uh, congratulations to Albert Pujols. Hits home runs number 699, home run number 700 last night. So he is now... Part of the 700 Home Run Club, Aaron, Ruth, Bonds, Pujols, man. And I don't know if anybody else saw this stat. His 699th home run came against a left-hander. That was his 200th career home run against a left-hander. And then his 700th home run was against a right-hander. And that was his 500. How weird is that? He has now exactly 500 home runs against right-handers and exactly 200 home runs against left-handers. Is that not impressive? I think that that's fascinating to me. But no home run number 61 for Aaron Judge last night. And look, I guess that's where we'll begin with the Yankees. And there's lots of disappointment, right? Fans who, I don't know, I don't want to say embarrass themselves a little bit, but it is a little embarrassing when Aaron Judge comes up and does anything good that's not a home run. And fans, you can see they're, they're so disappointed. The point is still to win the game. Anything Aaron Judge can do to help us win the game, that's still the most important thing. I get it. You want to be able to film it on your little phone. You want to be able to make your content. I was there. I get it. I understand. But the fans are disappointed. The Maris family, they got to clear their weekend plans now. They got to be the ballpark. But I have to say for me, I think I'm actually, I don't know if happy is the right word, but I'm satisfied the judge has not hit home run number 61 because it's nice to be distracted from the problems of the team because once Aaron Judge hits home run number 61 and home run number 62 and what other other home runs he might hit here over the last few games of the regular season, once that happens, you're not going to be able to avoid the problems of the team. You know, problems. What problem? They won five straight. They've won nine of 11. The division's all set. Don't have to worry about the greatest collapse in the history of the organization. No, no. Division's set. They'll have a first-round bye. They'll get to face off against two. If it's the Guardians, if it's the Mariners, if it's the Blue Jays, if it's the race, whoever. What problems? It doesn't matter. They're going to the playoffs. It's just a matter of time before they clinch the division. Oh, no, the Yankees have major problems because, again, 
as great as the home run chase is, as great as Aaron Judge is, the chase for the triple crown, whatever, the Yankees have a closer problem, which they've had for a while. And then again last night, it's crystal clear. The Yankees have a problem in their rotation. They have an ace problem. And the problem is they don't got one. On a night where Yankee fans came in to the stadium all focused on Aaron Judge, if you're any kind of Yankee fan at all who is focused on the postseason and focused on the goal of this team winning a World Series, you had to leave that game talking about Garrett Cole. Another start last night for Garrett Cole where he does not measure up. He comes in, gives up a home run almost immediately. And then after the Yankees get the lead at 4-1, he almost immediately gives up that lead. Another start where he melts down when something goes wrong. And this is a guy you're counting on. This is not just a guy you're counting on. This is the guy you're counting on in your rotation. You're counting on him, and the only thing you're counting right now is the amount of home runs flying out of the ballpark. When are they giving away that Garrett Cole bobblehead? Does it like does the head move sideways to watch the balls go out of the ballpark rather than going up and down? First inning, he gives up the 30th home run he's allowed this season. And then in the sixth inning, gives up home run number 31 that he's allowed this season. And right now, Garrett Cole is the antithesis of an ace. An ace is something you can count on to be able to stop losing streaks. Someone you can count on when you give your that guy a lead on the mound. Don't worry. I'll take it from here. And I keep I keep hearing Yankee fan, well, you know, Garrett Cole, you can't you can't trust him in the playoffs. You can't trust him now. Forget about the playoffs. You can't trust him now. And the Yankees have no choice but to rely on Garrett Cole. They have to it's 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 done. There's no way they can work around the problem. There's no way they can do something to, uh, you know, game plan away, giving up three-run bombs seemingly every time he goes out there. And against the Red Sox this year, there's no other way to put it. Garrett Cole is pitched like a bum. I think his ERA against Boston this year is like more than five and a half. His ERA against Boston in his career is 4.7. The Red Sox own Garrett Cole. Now, the good news is they won't face the Red Sox in the playoffs. (laughs) Problem is, it's not just limited to the Red Sox. He has been bad in the second half. He has been bad in September. And more important than any of that, more important than even just the, 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 the home runs allowed and all that, he comes off as so mentally soft. If one thing goes wrong, he melts down. Doesn't get a call, melts down. Teammate makes an error, melts down. Back to opening day, right? Game doesn't start on time, melts down. 
And last night he had on his uh, sneakers, pressure is a privilege. Uh, For him, pressure is a problem. You have seen it time and time again this year. This is not a small sample size. This is not just a couple of bad starts. This is not just a one bad pitch. If it happens every single time, it's not just one bad pitch. If it's consistent across the season, it's not, oh, well, you know, it was just that one. It's just that one thing. Well, if it's one thing every single solitary time, it's a problem. And it has been a problem for him all season long. Now, last year, you have to hope that last year is going to be the reversal of this year. Last year, he had a very good regular season, was abysmal in the playoffs. One start, did not give the team a chance, and the season was over. And the season was primarily over because he was terrible in that start against the Red Sox. And he's, speaking of consistent, that is consistent. He cannot pitch against the Red Sox, which is kind of a problem. It's kind of a problem, but that's a long-term problem. We're not really going to see the Red Sox much more this season because their season's been long over for a long time. But this is not just the Red Sox problem. You saw it in that game against the Angels. Anytime something goes wrong, Garrett Cole does not step up to the challenge. He melts down. And when your goal is to win a World Series and he's your your ace, doesn't feel like you can rely on a whole lot when it comes to Garrett Cole outside of the fact if one thing goes wrong, there is no plan B. Plan B is going to land in the uh, in the upper deck. Plan B is going to land 400 feet away. So that's not great. So that's a starting problem. And then the Yankees got a problem closing out games, too. I mean, this has been a problem as almost as long as Garrett Cole. I mean, Clay Holmes has had one clean inning this month, and that was against the Twins. He's given up runs in uh, five of his last seven outings, and his ERA in the second half is over five. Other than that, how was the play? Yeah, it's not it's not great. It's not great. So it's nice that the Yankees are winning games. It's great that uh, the division's wrapped up. And let's, I mean, let's focus on Aaron Judge in 61. History, triple crown, greatest offensive season all time. Clean record, all great. Because once that's accomplished, once he's hit 61 and 62, we're going to have to stew in the rest of it. And right now, the stew doesn't taste too good. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Just getting started. Gordon Damer in for Dave on this Saturday morning. Of course, 10.30, that still means Stump Rothenberg, so we'll do that. 11.30, we'll get to uh, what I learned on TikTok this week, and then we'll have NFL picks to do. We got Jets to do. We got Giants to do. We'll touch on the Mets, Kenny Gollett. We are just getting started on a Saturday morning. It's Gordon in for Dave, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, it is the Dave Rothenberg Show. I am Gordon Damer and for Dave on this Saturday morning, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Yankees win last night, but not all is good with the performance of uh, Garrett Cole as you start to look ahead 
to October, right? I mean, the division's pretty much wrapped up at this point. I think the magic number is down to four. They've already clinched a playoff spot, but you want to be feeling good about where the team is at heading into the playoffs. And while it's great that they're starting to win some games again, it's great that they're starting to get healthy again. It seems like the Yankees have a major question with their number one starter, and then the back of the bullpen doesn't really feel all that settled right now. So that's not uh, even while you're winning games, these are not. It's not really about winning games so much anymore because they've won enough games that you know you're going to win the division. I don't want to discount winning games. Winning games is always nice, but in terms of envisioning this team come October when they're playing whoever they end up playing in that in their first round, the second round of the playoffs, it's hard to envision a scenario where all these things are going right. All these things are lined. They're just going to flip a switch when it's been the first half of the season, man, it feels like another season. It feels like a long time ago. And then you have the Mets who just keep on trucking and go out last night, get a win against the A's, and they do feel like a team that has everything kind of lined up here so that when October rolls around, assuming they finish off the division, the lead up to now two and a half, which is the largest it's been uh, since the start of the month, they are a team that feels like they have everything pointed in the right direction right now. And uh, time for today's New York Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedics, Spine, and Sports Medicine. And the Mets have some injuries. Obviously, they're hoping to get Marte back in time for that Brave series. The Nimmo thing looks like they avoided anything serious there. He's just day-to-day. Uh, but I guess the most significant injury was the one that you don't expect. Keith Hernandez. Oh, my gosh. Keith apparently took a wrong step, injured his shoulder, so he's now done for the regular season. So I guess he has to have surgery for the sh- – I mean, I, I don't know exactly how that went wrong, but hopefully he gets uh, better soon and uh, is back in time for the Mets postseason, which looks like it's set up right now for a very deep postseason run, and that's the Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedics, Spine, and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care where no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. They do. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We can touch on the uh, the baseball here with the Yankee issues. Am I just, you know, people have been telling me for all, oh, you're just so negative. I wasn't negative in the beginning of the season. Beginning of the season, I was roll, I was rolling along because the Yankees were rolling along. But it, ta- it takes more than just, hey, there's anything good that's happened. Like, th- there's this segment of Yankee fandom now where it's like maybe it's the, the, the pushback on the, the negativity of, of New York sports or just maybe sports in general where they just look for anything good. Like Aaron Hicks hits a home run last. Well, you know, he's, now, he's a fourth outfielder, and now that he's a fourth outfielder, he's going to start to play better. Really? Can we see what he looks like as a fifth outfielder? Sixth outfielder, he'll be the best player in the game, mainly because he won't be in the game. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN. James is in Spring Valley. James, you're first up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Hey, Gordon, long time no talk. What's going on, man? Hey, James, what's going on, pal? Not much. So before I get to my Yankee point, how about your your Miami Dolphins? Good for you guys. Yeah, you know, well, you know, we, look, September wins have not usually been the issue. It's usually those December wins, those November wins. But, look, last week was, uh, was sensational. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely happy to see you, man. Now let's get to the Yankees. It's, it's, and, and, and you mentioned it with the Mets. It's like it's polar opposites between – 
The Mets look like they're a team that's poised for a run. The Yankees kind of look like a team that looked like it's going to be one and done. So I guess my question to ask you is, since Cole seems to always give up the home run and he's been awful in the second half, there's no, there's no nice way to put it. He's been dreadful. Is there a Yankee starter that you look at and you think, I have confidence in because the back end, the bullpen, I have no confidence in. You know, the offense is like judge and pretty much that's it. And now with starting pitching, who, which starting pitcher do you really trust come October? Well, I mean, James, thanks for the call. Um, if it were up to me, I probably trust Cortez more than I do Cole at this point. And there's no way that they're going to start Nestor Cortez ahead of Garrett Cole. Uh, Aaron Boone's already on record as saying that Garrett Cole is starting game one of a playoff series no matter who it's against. So I think I probably have more trust in, in Nestor Cortez to be able to find a way to not blow. You know, I, with Cole, it, it blows up so fast. And I, I know that the Yankees will put a positive spin on it, and Aaron Boone will put a positive spin on it. Oh, you know, it's just, it's just one pitch. He's striking out a lot of, he's striking out a lot of guys. He's striking out. He's got a ton of strikeouts. It's not, it's not so bad. But in the postseason, that one bad pitch, which Cole has made repeatedly so far this year. That will be enough to sink you. So it's kind of hard to have any faith in him right now, especially since it's not just this year. Last time you saw him in the playoffs, he absolutely melted down. And there's nothing worse. You know, I'm always the first to say when batters, and last night's a perfect example, he gives up the home run, and then he's, he's yelling at the umpire about a pitch that was not a strike. He might think he deserves that call, and maybe sometimes he does get that call, but that pitch was not a strike. And I'm the first one to tell you, when batters argue about balls and strike uh, strikes, almost always the batters are right. There's exceptions. There's exceptions to everything. But Cole was looking for a pitch that was a ball. It was close, but it was a ball. And yet he's barking at the umpire there. It's, 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 it feels like with him it's always somebody else's fault. And unfortunately, when you're getting paid, what Garrett Cole's getting paid, you're the one who's supposed to take care of those things. But player, may, one of your teammates makes an error, you pick him up. That's why you're the ace. Your team is having trouble scoring runs. Well, then your job is the ace. Keep the other team scoreless. Don't give up a home run in the first inning every single time before anybody's actually loaded up the Apple TV app. But that has not been the case with Garrett Cole so far this year. You cannot rely on him. Forget about in October. You can't rely on him now. Even when he gets a lead, you can't rely on him now. Now, now maybe this year will be the direct opposite of last year where he was good in the regular season and stunk in the playoffs. Let's hope so. Because if he goes sideways, if he pitches like he's pitching right now in October, the Yankees are sunk. You have to have your best players playing their best when it matters the most. And right now, he's not. He's not. And it's, it, and it's been consistent. It's been consistent throughout the season. He gives up home runs a lot, which is fine if it's a solo home run. You know, giving up a home run in the first inning, it's not what you want. But, okay, a solo home run should be enough for the Yankee offense to overcome. When they got a, five, a 4-1 lead in the, the sixth inning and you're giving up a three-run bomb, yeah, that's not against the, the last-place Red Sox who continually pound you. That's not what you want. Let's go out to uh, Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. 
Well, good morning. You said it all. I've told you on the evening show for a long time about Garrett Colt's history in the minor leagues in Altoona, and he just finds a way. You know what it is? It's mental. It's certainly mental. And I told you the other night with Larry. He's a horse. You can give him the ball, but he's not a one. He's not even a two. It's mental. He has the stuff, and he doesn't get injured, and he and he's always moaning about something. And you just—it's almost like Warden if uh, one of these gambling sites said, "Pick the inning." He's going to blow up. He can't go out there and give you seven and one run. I don't mind the first inning home run. I don't care if the leadoff batter hits a home run, especially in Yankee Stadium, and and you can you have no bullpen. And in 1960, I know you weren't born, but the Yankees played the Pirates seven games. And if my memory is correct, I'm not going to bother looking it up. They outscored them four or five to one and lost in seven. So they're winning 16-3 and losing two to one. You know what I mean? There's not enough hitting. And again, I've said this over and over and over again as much as I call. Why they're pitching to judge, I don't understand. I really don't. And the last thing is the fly ball Thursday night, man. That Fox cameraman really faked everybody yeah. out. Yeah, that guy should be brought up on charges because he thought everyone everywhere thought that he had it with the way that the camera – I mean, the camera was basically pointing at the sky and then – Yeah, right. But my friend was at the game. And he said, when he hit it, initially, of course, he jumped up. He said, maybe. And if you're watching it on television, 99% of the people said that's there. Even Michael said it. So, uh, listen, they're going to, if they can somehow, I don't know what they could do. And Cortez is good, but he's, you don't want him starting the first game, you know? Well, no, he's not going to start. But if you're asking me just in my heart of hearts, I'm pitching a game and I, I, you know, who do I trust to go out there and just (laughs) shut down the other team? It might not be as deep as Cole might do it. It might not be as impressive in terms of strikeouts and and velocity. But I have a, you know, if something goes wrong with Nestor Cortez, I I have a little bit more faith that he's going to figure out a way to, to work around it that I do Cole mainly because with Cole, he never works around it. He never works around it. And, and, and he's always moaning. But the thing is too, what really bothers me, I could live the way it is now. If, if you had a closer, what is he going to do? I look, Boone's trying his best. You know, you do that bit at night. What would Aaron say? You got that down. It's a lot of fun, but I, I don't know what happened to the, that's why the guy, the closer they had, the, the Holmes, I, I watched him a, a little bit in Pittsburgh watching him that game. I said, eh, you know, he's okay. But he was Superman the first half. How did they lose it so fast? Yeah, I, I, Spike, thanks for the phone call. That's uh, That's been the story of the Yankees. The first half has been a different season than the second half. Uh, they still have time to, to fix things. But when it's in, as ingrained as it has been and as consistent as it has been, both starting the game and closing the game, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a problem, you know. Uh, and it's never – It never looks great when you're supposed to be the guy everybody's counting on and you're complaining about something. And unfortunately, with with Garrett Cole, it always feels like it's this, it's that. You know, somebody made an error. That doesn't mean that you have to melt down. And it feels like all too often he melts down. And that certainly was the case last night. He gets denied a a, a strike three call. And the next thing you know, he's, he's grooving a fastball. And that's what it was. He grooved a fastball and uh, Verdugo who, I mean, enjoyed every single second of that, hits a three-run home run. And this is the, guy, this is the first guy you're going to in a playoff series. That is not, not going to make you feel great. It's not going to make you feel great. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, 
get more of your phone calls. We'll touch on the football a little bit. Big games for the Jets and Giants. I know it's only September, but the fact that the season's not already over, hey, look at that. What a difference a year makes. It is Gordon Damer filling in for Dave. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Jets High School Football Hour, fueled by Gatorade. Now here's Mike Quick and Matt Sims. I think that we made some good strides today, and I thought that overall we threw the ball well. Um, it's obviously like just an it's just it's just an emotional it's an emotional moment. I mean, like first career ejection after it, I was pretty. I'm just a competitor. I'm just upset. All right, so there's Garrett Cole after getting ejected last night, and more importantly, giving up that three-run home run to Verdugo. And um, we've been talking a lot about the Yankees this morning. Gordon Damer in for Dave Rothenberg, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. And I know when, when, when Cole struggles, it feels like a lot of people immediately go to the, the spider tack route. Oh, he's not been the same guy since the spider tack. And look, the numbers don't lie. To me, his bigger issues this year are much more mental than physical. Last night, he was, he, was, he was dealing. He gives up the home run in the first inning, okay, and then he starts shutting down the Red Sox, which is what he is paid to do. But as too often is the case, one thing goes wrong, and he melts down. His last three starts, he's now given up 23 earned runs, including seven home runs. And in his last uh, 70 innings, he's given up 14 home runs or something like that. To me, it's much more mental than it is physical. Because his velocity is there. He's still got control. I'm not telling you that maybe the pitcher he was in that one uh, season where he finished second in the Cy Young, maybe that guy is, it was to a certain degree the, uh, you know, the, the, the result of spider attack. But he can, he can still be an ace pitcher even without that, I think. I think it's much more of a mental thing than it is a physical thing. Because when one thing goes wrong – you know what's coming next, and, and you know, like in the playoffs, right, game one against whoever it is, Yankees got a 2 nothing lead. You know that if somebody makes an error or he doesn't get a call that he thinks you, you're, you're going to be sitting there saying, oh, boy, here it comes. It's like a train coming down the tracks because you've seen it consistently all season long. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Subi is in Midtown. Subi, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Hey, Gordon. It seems like everyone's suffering from buyer's remorse with Garrett Cole, but he's still in the top 10 in Cy Young. And when I was looking at the names of the what other What do you mean? He's still top 10 in Cy Young. What do you mean? Cy Young, you know, potential oh, winner. He's number nine. He's, okay. Yeah, he's nine or eight, you know, whatever it is. But, like, the, the issue right now is they're suffering from buyer's remorse, but there's not enough pitching talent in the league where you're going to say, oh, let's go poach this guy from this team or that team. They had the Justin Verlander chance. That didn't work out. So with the Yankees, what they can do in the offseason or even any trade deadline is they can trade their top prospects for not a batter but for the top pitcher. For example, Marlins have that young stud. They're not going to give them up just like that. But, you know, you trade your top prospects for a stud pitcher and maybe you can get your ace because the last time they had an ace was CC. And before that, it was Pettit. And, you know, we all know the names, A.J. Burnett, who are just players who were Cy Young winners, but not the most dominant. But, like, you know, even the past pitchers in the past, there has only been 
top like five dominant pitchers, and the Yankees never really had them. But it takes getting it takes you know trading your top top prospects to get that top talent. That's all I got to say. All right, so we, yeah, well, look, I mean, they had the opportunity to do that before the trade deadline, but they didn't want to give up their uh, top prospects for Luis Castillo. And could you, I mean, can you imagine what would happen if the Yankees get to the division series and they face the Mariners and they get to, you know, game five, right? Because Cole would start game one. So that would set up for game five, and it's and it's Garrett Cole against Luis Castillo. I, I can tell you one thing. I can tell you one guy it's not going to be. It's not going to be Frankie Montas against Luis Castillo. That one's already been decided. And it is amazing how the Yankees consistently get it wrong um, with starting pitching. Like the, the, the guys they pass on, like you mentioned, like with Verlander, they got that wrong clearly. You know, going out and getting Cole, which was supposed to be the move that puts you over the top. That has not worked out. Um, and again, look, he has, cha- he has time to, to get this turned around. It's just that it's so ingrained in your mind because you've been watching it for such a, a long period of time that it's kind of hard to think that, oh, he's going to get to the postseason when the pressure is the greatest. You know, this would just be one thing if he was just struggling. Uh, you know, everybody goes through struggles, but it feels like it has to do with the pressure of the moment, that when the pressure gets great, he melts down. And when you're getting paid that kind of money, yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be an ace all the time, but the most important time is the playoffs. And you saw last year, I mean, oof. I, I don't know how he would ever recover from another start like that, like the one he had against the Red Sox in the wild card game. So when the pressure is the greatest, it feels like Garrett Cole does not step up to that moment. It's not even that he just doesn't step up to it. It's that he, he falls apart in the, in the biggest moments and is always looking for, for someone else to blame. So, yeah, Yankees absolutely have a, a problem with their ace because they right now do not have one. They're paying for one, but the results have just simply have not been there. So hopefully uh, maybe today's the day that, that, that Aaron Judge hits home run number 61. Maybe, who knows, with the amount of times he's hit two home runs in a game, that will be great, but that's a nice thing to kind of keep your mind occupied because lately it kind of feels like the, the rest of the team has kind of been spoiling the, the, the home run drama because as soon as you take your eyes off of what Judge has done, you look at all the warts of the team, and this is a playoff team. This is a team that's not just about going into the playoffs. It's not just about beating whoever they play in that opening round. This is about getting past the Astros final. This is about getting back to the World Series final. This is about winning a World Series for the first time since 2009. And as you're sitting here late September with, uh, you know, another week or so to go in the regular season, it does not feel like the Yankees are firing on all cylinders. That's much for sure. They've got issues just about everywhere except for the one guy who um, is, is leading the team in, in basically everything. And if it does go sideways, it's kind of hard to, like, how does Brian Cashman ha- answer for, for what has happened this year? Because right now it's kind of hard to see how this season's going to end well. And you just take a look at the moves that were made, the moves that weren't made at the trade deadline. Um, that's part of it. You know, Frankie Montas was brought in here to be number two in, in the rotation. Uh, it's pretty clear they could play a nine-game series. I don't know that uh, Frankie Montas is getting any starts in the postseason. 
The other moves at the trade deadline have not, you know, everybody's been hurt as a result. Bader's finally back and has made an impact. But, the, you know, in terms of the trade deadline acquisitions, he is in front mainly because he is playing. But you look at the move that was made this week as well with uh, Miguel Andujar. That's another one that they, you know, five years ago, the Yankees kind of opened up this championship window. The young bombers, right? They rebuild on the fly in 2016. They're sellers at the trade deadline. They correctly read where the team is at. They sell off pieces. And the next year, right away, boom, it, it starts to click. And they get to the ALCS, and it's Judge, and it's the Yankees, the young Yankees again, right? Sanchez and Severino, and Glaber was on the horizon, and Clint Frazier was on the horizon. And it really kind of feels like that this year, five years later, it's almost, it's almost like the end of that chapter. Because all the young bombers, with the exception of, you know, Glaber's still here, but, you know, there was plenty of talk about him before the trade deadline. Obviously, Judge's situation with his contract, that's up in the air. And then, of course, uh, this week, uh, Miguel Handuhar gets released. And a- another example of the Yankees getting absolutely nothing for him. Nothing. You know, one of these guys that comes up, gives you production, and is never able to match that, or clearly that was the outlier of all the seasons. They got zero form. 2018, finishes second in the, in the uh, Rookie of the Year and, and, and got nothing from, not, I mean, nothing from him since. And I'll, look, I'm not going to put all the blame on the Yankees. The, the, the warts of, of Miguel Andujar are clear that he doesn't have a position. He was never a guy with a, with a good plate discipline, right? He was not healthy a lot of the time, and he never produced, even when he got short sample sizes. But it was pretty clear. It, it never seemed like they believed in him, which is okay. All right, fine. You don't believe in him. But then why, didn't you, why did you hold on to him for as long as you did? It just seems like a mismanagement of, of, of an asset. And, San, I mean, it, it's not a, 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 an isolated case. Sanchez it was the same thing. Frazier was the same thing. So when it was the trade deadline, and I was going crazy about Luis Castillo and Juan Soto, and people, oh, you can't give up your prospects. You can't give up all your prospects. Well, how do you feel about that now? Would you, would you go back and, and, and make a deal for Luis Castillo now if you could? Because the results of what you ended up doing, we've seen how that's worked out. And we don't know how Luis – maybe Luis Castillo goes out in the playoffs and gets hammered. I don't know. But you'd feel a whole lot better about your chances come October if you had them right now as opposed to what you ended up with. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll get into the football with the Jets and Giants. Lots to do. It's Gordon in for Dave. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Jets High School Football Hour, fueled by Gatorade. Now here's Mike Quick and Matt Sims. All right, Gordon Damer, in for Dave, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. And uh, we're going to get to the football here in a second, but Diamond Notes is brought to you by 2 by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. And look, we've talked about the Yankees a lot, and, and legally I am required to mention about Aaron Judge's contract, because I don't know if you've heard, but after this season, Aaron Judge is a free agent. I know it's it's kind of flown under the radar. Nobody's really focusing on it at all. Uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things people aren't really talking about. But that's what I like to do. I like to bring things that are on the back burner into the front burner. And um, h- here's the thing: when it comes to uh, Aaron Judge and the way this season has played out so far, there's no way. 
you're so you're telling me this is what people who are telling me he's going here, he's going there are, are trying to spin to me. That Aaron Judge is the one thing that has gone right throughout the course of this season, right? He's almost certainly going to hit 62 home runs, right? No, nothing's guaranteed, but it certainly seems like he is lined up to do that. There's a good chance that he wins the American League MVP. There's a good chance that he's going to hit for the Triple Crown. He's a homegrown young Yankee. They've got a section of the stadium that pays tribute to him. And yet somehow they're going to let that guy get away. And look, I'm the first to bring it up that the history of contracts, big-time contracts to over 30-year-old players, and Judge will be 31 next year, it's littered with mistakes. But here's the thing. Yankees are kind of locked in anyway. They're kind of locked. Cole's not going anywhere. Stanton's not going anywhere. So this is the one guy you have. And again, can you imagine where the Yankees would be this season without Aaron Judge? Now, is there the possibility that somebody comes up and gives them, you know, a, a ridiculous contract that just blows away everything, you know, $400 million or, or something along those lines? Yeah, I guess it's possible. And if you're looking at the, the person who would be the, the greatest threat I know that there's been reports that they're not going to dip their toe in the water, but to me that's that's ludicrous, would be the Mets and Steve Cohen. You know, it, it kind of depends on how this Mets season turns out. Do they come up short of winning a World Series? Do they, you know, have a short exit, a quick exit from the playoffs? I don't know. If they win a World Series, well, maybe then there's not the need to go out there and break the bank the way, uh, I don't know, maybe if you win the World Series, there's more of a reason, right? Go Go back to back. I don't know. But the idea that Steve Cohen, who is supposedly this Mets super fan so much so that he bought the team, it would defy all logic to think that the team didn't win a World Series and that the best free agent available is there for the taking. Something that not only improves your team on the field, but also improves your standing off the field, right? We stole away the Yankees' prize player and we're no longer the little brother, it defies all logic that he would not be part uh, of the bidding process. And if he's part of the bidding process, no, the bidding is going to be high. We saw last year with, uh, obviously, with Max Scherzer, and that wasn't necessarily uh, an incredible, oh, we have to have a second ace, but he was the best player available. They went and got him, and it's turned out fantastic so far. So to me, I just cannot envision that the Yankees would allow Aaron Judge to get away. And that's Diamond Notes, brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their six area locations. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. And it does kind of feel like, is it just me, or does it feel like people are starting to lose their minds? Like, usually in the NFL, week one is overreaction time. Every year in the NFL, week one, oh, team lose. Oh, my God, their season's already on the break. Can you have a must-win game in week two of the season? Or the same thing is true of the opposite. Oh, team wins one. You know, I think this team's going to the playoffs this year. Week one is so ridiculous, almost always, overblown to such a degree, it's laughable. But it feels like this year, week two has actually been the time that things have been overblown to a ridiculous degree. Now, I can speak for my team 
in, in Miami who went out and had a sensational win, rallying the way they did, touchdown passes, huge fourth quarter, great win, fantastic win. Talk about it all you want. But now I have to see that all of a sudden now, you know, people are putting out power rankings. The fifth best team in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins. They were losing that game 28-7, you real. Now, look, it's important you win the game. That's what eventually matters. But they were also down 28-7. So one win, one sensational win is enough to think that, you know, what were the Dolphins? Eh, maybe a playoff team, probably not. They go from middle of the pack. They're the fifth best team in the NFL. Really? Like Tua now has like the sixth best odds to win the NFL MVP. Really? I, I don't know. That kind of feels like a little bit of an overreaction. Just a little. But that's not the only place that there's been overreaction. There's been re- overreaction a whole lot closer to home. And it's, it has to do with the New York Jets. The Jet, I mean, they have made some people lose their ever-loving minds. And I, it, it makes for fascinating, a fascinating watch. I got to be honest because I said to you last week, the Browns game was a winnable game. Yeah, the Jets can go and, and beat the Browns. They should be in the game. There's no reason you go to Cleveland and get blown out. They're playing with their backup quarterback. You got your backup quarterback. They got their backup quarterback. They're a team that won eight games last year. They were eight and nine. That's not, that's not a game that you should go into and get your doors blown off. And look at that. Jets were, you know, getting, getting down, beaten down pretty well, down 13 points, two minutes to go, and they find a way to win a game. And it was a miraculous win. That's the right word, miraculous. It was a miracle. You'll be talking about that game for a very long time as a Jet fan. First win in September since Sam Darnold's NFL. I get it. But people have got to calm down with the Joe Flacco should keep playing if the Jets win on. What are you talking about? They should keep playing Joe Flacco if he wins on Sunday. If he win, if he keeps looking good, they should stick with him. You, you, you should stick with the hot hand. I, I got to be honest. As much as this has escalated in a one-week span after a miraculous win, if he wins on Sunday, there might be some people that will be campaigning for Joe Flacco to get a new long-term contract. You got to lock him up. You don't want to make a mistake and let him get away. You saw what happened with Aaron Judd. I mean, Lord almighty, people, calm down. If Joe Flacco keeps playing well, and the Jets win on Sunday, he should stay the starting quarterback. This... Yeah, okay. This entire... That entire statement has one critical flaw. One critical flaw. And it's not if he wins on Sunday. That's not the critical flaw. But that sentence, if Joe Flacco keeps playing well and the Jets win on Sunday, he should stay the starting quarterback. So coming up, I'll tell you what that critical flaw is. And we'll get into the Jets. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is Gordon Damer. In for Dave on 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.